What up, y'all? It's Mish. Welcome to Millennial Love. Why are you whispering? <laughs> right. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I mean, can we get a little bit of fucking excitement? Y'all ever walk by somebody in the street and be like, dang, that girl smelled good. Well, that girl is me. Thanks to Scentbird. Um, basically, I love perfume. I love smelling very tasty <laughs> sometimes. And I also like the selection of Scentbird online. And so you get over 120 sprays for your 30-day supply. So you'll always be smelling amazing. It's free shipping all the time and you get to skip the department store and all the pushy little sales women that be in there asking if you want to smell their perfume because you don't but that's why i always use scentbird.com and with millennial love's exclusive offer you'll get 50 percent off your first month today that's only 750 for your first perfume that's S-C-E-N-T-Bird.com slash L-O-V-3 and use our code L-O-V-3 for 50% off your first month. Once again, that's Scentbird, S-C-E-N-T-Bird.com slash L-O-V-3. Sign on and smell amazing. What's up, y'all? We back <laughs> for episode 94. Four. 94. Of millennial love, where we discuss sex, love, and how we are selfish AF. This is Mish. This is Justin. This is Cardi. <laughs> I think there was something else. <laughs> That's why we were thrown off. And we are. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm getting sleepy. Um, be sure to follow us on social network platforms. You can follow each one of us individually as well as follow the podcast. Be sure to hashtag ML3 as you listen. Christmas is coming up, so if you want to give us a few dollars, hit us on the Cash App, M I L L Y L O V 3. And Justin is almost made me throw up my drink. What's, what are you doing? You see the way she was talking. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even looking. Was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, what? She was, to, she was like talking on the side of her face. Into <laughs> the mic all hard. Like, what? Yeah, I'm sleepy. And I just so happened to make, turn around, make a right. I was spit my damn drink out. Well, guys, <laughs> that's it. I'm done being goofy. Okay, so Justin, what's going on? Well, nothing's going on, but I do have a question for y'all. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Car, if you were single... Me, she enjoying that single life right now, right? Single. Okay. Living single. <laughs> yep, remember that show? <laughs> yes. I actually enjoyed that damn show. It was show. a good show. Anyways, okay, so y'all both single. What is your favorite feature of a man? Like, what about a man gets y'all 
going. Height. Physically. Height. Mm. Off top. Height. Height. What about I, it? I don't I don't know. I just love the basketball build type. Like mm-hmm. tall niggas. He has to be black? <laughs> huh? He has to be black? Why you had to go there? Nope. <laughs> Why did you have to go there? She did not even say it like that. She was just saying it in a oh, manner of dignity. Okay. <laughs> and you took it there, Justin. Sorry. I just want him to be she tall. Was like, <laughs> Have you seen like a tall man's back? Uh, it's sexy. <laughs> just in, I like, believe you. Walking well, you know, away they... and then they back be cut and it's long. Not like a short back. <laughs> a short back. I can't. No, is but seriously, height, height is very attractive to me. Well, you know your dad is tall, and they say that we typically, we typically find are attracted, our, attracted to, to yeah. Well, my dad is tall. My brother's tall. All my cousins are yeah, tall. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Like that's just I'm just used to being around tall people. Mm. So you like height and a long back. <laughs> <laughs> just say long what if, back. Long what if it's, back. Just say what if long it's, back. What if it's like a long weak back? <laughs> See, that's the thing. Damp type of Negroes. Usually don't have weak backs. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. But <laughs> I feel you. A weak back. This is this conversation just took a turn for the weird. I didn't see a few fat backs and weak backs. <laughs> the worst. Back, back. What's the song? The worst thing a man a can have back. is a fat back. You know what? You I don't dated want no a fat nigga back. with a fat back. You don't want no fat back, bro. Like, I'm telling you. I dated a nigga with a fat back. Niggas be talking about don't skip leg day, nigga. Don't skip back, back day. day. Correct. A fat back. I didn't see some wide dead. backs, y'all. And wide. I'm like, you have all these rolls on your back, and you are a man that is 6'4". There's no reason for this. Back rolls on men is dead. <laughs> There's no reason for that. There's no reason for my that. Trainer, my trainer always be like, man, you see a woman want a man with a strong back. If you got a strong back, you good. And I'm like, oh, I didn't pay. I, I didn't realize. And you Let me work out on my back. You like six. Six one. See? Boy. <laughs> I um I have two things. I think Carl like feet. What? You like masculine male. I, don't, I actually feet. really hate feet. Really? Period. I don't like feet at all. I don't like your feet touching my feet. I don't like your Not feet. even Ben? Ben is the only man that I will that will allow to his feet to touch mine. Okay. Um, I really, really like arms. Mm. Like muscular, nice arms. I love arms. But then my second fave is smiles. I hate bad teeth. Mm. <laughs> hate bad teeth. Like if you didn't have braces or if your teeth ain't straight, we can't talk. Y'all, oh no, seriously. No, I'm for real. Like, if you got a yuck mouth, I'm dead on you yuck immediately. Are horrible. I just went to the margarita ball and I seen this man, tractor fella, but his bottom teeth were like sitting on top of each other, mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. And I just said to my friend, I was like, He's too old for his teeth to still be looking like that. <laughs> so here's the thing I'm okay with the top straight teeth. And I'm okay with the little bottom clutter. 
I just can't fuck with bottom space. See, I'm okay with bottom space. Nah, I'm you okay know, with bottom, bottom space. space looks so weird, man. Somebody in Dallas has chiclet teeth. <laughs> and all their teeth at the top and bottom have spaces. I'm not going to say no names, but they have chiclets and they live in Dallas. Poor thing. And I know he get or she gets labeled as a yuck mouth just automatically. Mm. Listen. Yeah. I actually don't mind a little crowding at the bottom. You know, Michelle Obama has crowding at the bottom. Have yeah. you ever looked at her teeth? They're actually terrible. Take a look at the bottom. She just how smiles. much is crowding? Though? No, 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 baby. She I like okay if it's like the if it's the if it's the forefront seat is a little crowded. I'm cool with it. Like nah, just you know a little a little crowd is okay. I'm okay with the bottom crowd. I'm okay with but, the crowd. Also. But the top but the top seat has to be straight and white. You can't have a young mountain crowd. So how let's did consider, you get your top teeth straight? Because it can just be naturally how yeah naturally some natural people just have naturally yeah. straight teeth. But the, I'm not okay with all your teeth back. Like lined up behind each other. <laughs> <laughs> he, he remember, okay. You remember that dude that day that had a tooth at the top of his mouth? Like <laughs> exactly. It's not okay. <laughs> Where does this tooth go when I kiss you? Let me tell you. It leaned back. I, I, listen, I can, I can listen, listen. <laughs> One of my greatest investments was investing in my teeth. I'm For not real? gonna lie. I can agree with listen I'm I testify lie. to that <laughs> I'm not gonna lie honey so if you thinking Woo! about it and you thinking that you can just be your salon self with them teeth you can you can that was the best but if you kind of thinking about I've getting that had. brace life go ahead on and do it just do it just do it that's like, the best five thousand dollars and you know what these spend. orthodontists you can pay that you can be you can be put on a payment plan I used to $200, do two hundred dollars three hundred dollars three hundred a month it's worth it now, don't miss that payment because you ain't going to be able to adjust your teeth, adjust your braces. <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all ever seen... I'm going to stop after this. No. Have y'all ever seen people that like, they can't get their braces off? Because they don't pay the... Yeah. And the wire come out and they still got brace, brackets on their <laughs> Yeah, they still got just the brackets oh, on Oh, that's there. awful. I have a friend like that and we act like we just don't see it. That's awful. Yikes. That like, is, you know we see your bracket, nigga. Like, you know we see that awful. bracket. Yikes. I'm disgusted. That's my new favorite word is yikes. yikes. <laughs> I just be looking at people like. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's 11-11, make a wish. Um, we are going to be Yay. talking about masculinity tonight. No self-care tip? Baby, we are well past that. <laughs> you do this to me all the all time. All the time. My bad. We are well past the self-care tip. Self-care tip is <laughs> go back and listen to the other self-care tips of all the other weeks because I'm Ooh. not prepared for it today. <laughs> <laughs> Encourage yourself. That's a self-care tip. Prepare yourself. It's a self-care tip. Be prepared. Be prepared. <laughs> okay. I like that one. So... Tell me, what is your definition, definition, definition with a d- of masculinity? So, this, honestly, answering these questions is pretty hard for me. I'm not going to lie. I don't really? know if it was for y'all. Okay. What is your definition of masculinity and how does it differ from toxic masculinity? Oh. <laughs> I'll let Car go first. Did I ask for that? <laughs> no. Okay. To me, masculinity means um, a strong leader. So when I think of a man, I think of somebody who's strong and who's able to lead um, 
people or me or his family. Um, to me, toxic masculinity is when you, um, when a man take the, takes those manly characteristics and uses them for negative ways. So to make other people feel um, inadequate or to make women feel like mm. they should be, like that man should be treated a certain way. Um, so to me, a strong leader doesn't have to do, like doesn't have to do much mm -hmm. or be petty or do anything like that to, to be a strong leader. He's just a leader in and of himself, like, you know, I guess in and of himself, he doesn't need to bash people or vote, build himself up mm. to make people feel like he's better or whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, because I love a manly man, but I I don't like when men do too much as it relates to trying to show people that they're a man. Mm. It's like if you're a man, you don't have to show nobody. Like they just know. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so my definition of masculinity or what I thought of, I just can really put into words. Well, I could put into words, but I just can really like piece it together. So I thought of someone who had like a male statue, stature. Um, I also thought of like someone who doesn't necessarily like lead with emotions. I don't know why. Mm. Um, Somebody who does or does not lead does with not emotions. lead with okay. emotions. Um, someone who typically like stick to like male. I don't want to say male roles, but like male. Uh, kind of started what Carl was explaining, like. Not the showy side, but just something that's just like nine. I don't know. I couldn't really piece it together, but someone who just like literally sticks to Melrose, I guess. Um, I would say style of dress doesn't obviously define masculinity, but it definitely does gives off a first impression. So mm -hmm. I guess someone that isn't, I don't want to use the word, like just very simple, you know. Um, but how that differs from uh, toxic masculinity. Um, I guess I would just define toxic masculinity as like a, I really think it's an, an extreme way of thinking and like behaving, mm -hmm. you know, um, and pretty much all with car lists, like just doing the, like doing the extreme, making sure that their macho self or whatever characteristics or energy that they're giving off is just at an all time extreme. And it just, it's just, in your face mm -hmm. um and it's to the point where it alters people's like perception of life and like true like nature um masculinity to me is basically a man that takes on roles that will assist women, but not necessarily um, overbearing or, you know, like y'all were saying with what your definition of toxic masculinity is. So, like, someone that will make sure that women are taken care of. So, if it's dark outside, like, you make sure that, you know, if she needs gas, you're standing there. Or if... You know, she needs to um, have the tires aired, whatever. Like, think doing things like that to assist women, but then at the same time being able, like you said, Cara, to lead um, 
your area of life. I think toxic masculinity to me is more so of trying to prove to other people how manly you are and turning traditionally masculine things or traditionally feminine things, um, turning that into something that is like negative. So like saying, oh, I don't cook because I'm a man, you know, like, or saying, um, oh, I don't cry because men don't cry, things like that. Like to me, that's toxic masculinity because you're saying that these things like crying or getting a pedicure or a manicure, things that are just normal things that you mm-hmm. could do. It's so feminine that you can't do it because you are a man, you know? Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's toxic because men that do those things, they're looked at by certain people as being like, you have to be gay if you get your toes done or your mm-hmm. nails done, you know, a manicure or a pedicure if you're a man or whatever like that. And I think that that's BS. Like, you should take care of yourself as a man as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, the next question is, why do you think that black men or the black po- culture has put such an emphasis on the masculinity of our men? I think it goes back to slavery. And I think so because one of the ways that slave masters, um, I guess, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but enslaved essentially black men was to emasculate them by stripping them away from their women or taking their women and raping them and, and and them having no recourse against the slave master. Um, beating the men into submission um, that there for so long black men and then you know after even after slavery into the civil rights movement black men had to be subservient they they couldn't look at white women they couldn't talk to white women in public they had to avert their gaze or they have to say yes sir no sir to white women or excuse me white people in general mm-hmm. um, I think it it stems from that. And so masculinity, black masculinity was suppressed for so long that now it has kind of flipped on his head now that it's not as suppressed. And it still kind of is in the police context. But now that black men can really be men, they feel like it, it's been taught that you need to be you need to be a man and you need to do all manly things mm-hmm. to combat the culture that was dominant, which was subservience. And so mm-hmm. black men are now having to kind of like disassociate themselves with subservience and try to be like more, mm-hmm. you know, manly men instead of learning how to cook or what, you know learn how to do laundry, which is really dumb. But right. um, I think that that's where it stemmed from. And it's just one of those things in black culture that has yet to go away. Yeah, I can agree that it stems from that. I also think that it has a lot to do with like single mothers mm-hmm. and a lot of single moms like trying to make their sons be very masculine. 
So we refuse to allow them to show their feelings or show their emotions. And even some, like, I won't just limit that to single mothers now that I think about it. Just there are some dads that do the same things to their sons. So we're raising these boys and we're saying, like, you cannot show any emotion. You cannot, you know... um, not fight like if somebody hits you you gotta hit them back Mm. or you gotta you know it's like you gotta play sports and i think that we put these stipulations on children young boys and then they grow up with that mindset that everything they do has to be manly when you know we're really not allowing them to just be kids or just be young boys yeah i definitely share some of the same sentiments as y'all for sure um but I definitely think, obviously, our society and our culture contribute contributes to that. Um, but I mean, you know, masculinity is attractive because it's socially accepted. Um, but I do believe it's emphasized because our society haven't fully accepted black, gay, and black bisexual males are people, and it makes it obvious to like it makes it easier and obvious for people to like like separate themselves from it mm-hmm. because it's like that. Mm. And and I think that's more so from a I guess is a male and female angle. Um because it's just not accepted. So it's like, okay, let me detach myself from this group. Um and anything that involves that particular group is not masculine. Mhm. So so can you give some examples? Can y'all give some examples like sure. in the media or personal life of what you feel like has been toxic and why does this why or how does this affect you? I think I think a good example of like indirect toxic masculinity is Sierra and her her new husband. And the, reason, oh. and the reason why I say this is because uh, whenever she Russell. got with him, because he's totally different from Future, which is like the idea, I would I would assume that he's like the idea masculine guy because black of culture, his toxic. Because of his toxic masculinity. Right. Who's uh, Future? Future. When she got with, I can't think of his name. I'm, I'm Russell Wilson. Wilson. When she got with Russell Wilson... Like, people was, like, doubting the relationship because Mm -hmm. he can, quote-unquote, match. He can provide for her. Or we assume that he can fulfill her, like, that toxic masculine, that masculine guy, like, Future did. And we doubted them for a long time until they showed us, like, what the real was. And then it was cool to be, like... Oh, she's getting what she deserved. Oh, I want a Russell Wilson. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, but initially, when it hit, we weren't even feeling it. And I people might... were calling him weak. Yes. Like, oh, he it, weak. They were calling him weak. Or, you know, people. some people thought he was gay. Mm-hmm. And it's just... Yeah. And it's because of those behaviors, right? It's because those behaviors that Future possess, and like so many of them, black culture praised that stuff. And honestly, if you really look into your families, your black families praise people like that because they're so real. Because they probably, you know, they they about whatever. They go to war. This, then the third. Mm-hmm. But they don't necessarily praise the black male that's actually going to college, that's actually getting his degree, that's actually working in corporate America, and respecting that, you know, as like they should. So I think that's a good example where, like, I mean, you can you literally have taken homosexuality out of the equation but look how you just put this man down just because he doesn't 
rap about drugs and whatever just doesn't fit that that prototype right Mm. i agree i don't necessarily have a specific example um something that i saw well i i guess i lied something i saw um on twitter recently was about this pastor who called out a man who was dressing like a woman in church Mm -hmm. and basically kicked the guy out of church for dressing like that, that I think the church also, the black church perpetuates toxic masculinity Mm. a lot of times where, and not just in a gay or straight scenario, but in general, the Bible, I'll probably get a lot of flack for this. The Bible is very patriarchal. And so a lot of what the Bible preaches are, about men and how men should do certain things and kind of takes women out of the equation when it comes to leadership positions in churches. And I feel like people have taken that a step further to say, well, women kind of either bashing women or bashing men who are not naturally gregarious or loud or super masculine um, and making them feel as if they don't they're not supposed to be leaders just because they don't fall into that stereotype. And so um, I, I definitely see it a lot more. Even with uh, John Gray just had this this huge controversy oh, about the fact that gosh. his wife, you know, he his wife was two sizes too big for him. Like that is the prime example. Or of, his wife birthing him. Yeah, like. That's a whole nother story. I mean, we can get into that at another time. But that was ridiculous. Just that in and of itself is toxic. You, you, first of all, you are perpetuating the the idea that a man has to grow, but the woman should already be grown when she comes into the relationship. You also are perpetuating the stereotype that you know we are women are rearing our man as if they're a child mm-hmm. and and as if that's okay as if it's the norm as if that's just what's supposed to happen and so i think a lot of the church especially the black church it, like a lot of their mantras and just the leaders that are coming up the ranks now on social media but it's all about perpetuating toxic masculinity. And it's sad because yeah. the church should be the last place that you, that any man should feel as if they're inadequate or as if, or, or the last place to also perpetuate those stereotypes. Mm-hmm. You know, I it was hard watching that video whenever that pastor called that guy out. It was hard because... You know, it's, it's, I think it's like a, it goes beyond, like that situation goes, to me, it goes beyond like the whole masculinity. Yeah, story, absolutely. Which I, yeah, it yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It does. But it's like, it's those moments when I feel like what, what, what was shocking to me is that like as he was speaking, people in the crowd were saying, amen, yes. Like they were like, you know, how they were, you know, how they would normally they respond. Were they were, they were like agreeing and praising. What he was saying, mm-hmm. and and I'm like, I know some people. I know someone in that audience, probably more than one person in that audience, felt how wrong that was. Oh, absolutely. And then it was just terrible. Like, what you do on the outside, that's you. But whenever you come in, you're gonna dress like a man. Mm-hmm. Like, you literally just passed up on saving someone's soul. 
based off of how you perceive things should be. You know, like that's like you missed out on an opportunity. Like, let, like that's the worst thing that you can do to me as a as a Christ follower. That's the worst thing that you can do was to turn Could someone away somebody. from Christ. Right. You know, let's forget the judging. Let's forget all the calling out. Like, who's to say this person will never ever come back to Christ because of this one situation that got blew up. Like the whole world knows about this stuff, mm-hmm. and you like you literally just drop the ball right there. Boom! Someone so is going to hell. So it that was just the hardest thing to watch, along with the people in the congregation doing all the extra stuff. But you know, I think that's a it really just helped me. Like, really, I have to stand in what I believe in. Like, you have to stand for something, or you will fall for anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that even the people who was praising him while he was like making this, you know, confronting this person, probably looked back and said like, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. You know, and as hard as we want to be led, we have all these influencers that are influencing us, all these things that are influencing us. If you're not rooting in something, trust me, you will go with the wind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, um, I couldn't watch that. Like, well, here's the thing. I I don't I don't think that I get into the argument about um church no, I don't want to say argument. I don't get in the conversation about what the church is and isn't doing most of the time because I feel like um we give too much power to the body of the church anyways. Mm-hmm. And um, I try not to talk about, you know, ministers so much, but I'm very careful in where I feel like I praise and where I worship because of things like that. So I can't, I can't even watch it because it's like, I don't understand how this is going on in these different churches. Mm-hmm. But um, when it comes to masculinity, I, I, now that I look back, I dated someone that was very toxic um, in their way of thinking what a man should and shouldn't do. And it was evident by also how they treated their child. They had a son. And I would watch their son, like, cry or, you know, want to hug. And he never hugged his son. He never, like, would kiss his son. And things like that to me... It's toxic masculinity. Y'all know I love kids. And so Mm. I really pay attention to what we show our kids and our young boys for whatever reason. We don't give them as much space and opportunity to be emotional like we do young girls. Mm -hmm. I agree. Like, you know, little girls are coddled. They'll, if they cry, their dad will go run and pick them up. Well, why don't we run and pick up young boys? Yeah. They and this is why they grow up. And we've said this on the episode before, like they're so hurt from mm-hmm. their childhood, they get in relationships and they don't know how to act or respond to people in relationships because nobody showed them that when they were younger. So I've just like kind of reflected and realized that that person um just really displayed a lot of to- toxic masculinity. And it was really sad because when you look at someone that has the potential to be great, but they can't get past what they feel like is manly or whatever. And mm-hmm. I really I really do not like it when people use the term, that's gay. 
Like things like that really bother me mm-hmm. because I don't think that your actions or your behaviors should be linked to linked to a sexuality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. when it comes to a man taking care of himself or being healthy or showing attention to what he needs mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's really, really silly for you to say, oh, I'm not going to a therapist that's gay. How? <laughs> How, Sway? Like, you sound really, really ignorant. Mm-hmm. And so, stu- like, I don't know. Stuff like that really bothers me because I feel like our black men do not allow themselves the space to be healthy and not be toxic mm-hmm. in their own masculinity. Mm-hmm. Like, I really feel like black men as a whole hold themselves back because of the way they were raised mm-hmm. for this mentality. No, I, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, but I really <laughs> like the point that you made, how, like, single mothers, how, you know, they, you know, they want their sons or they raise their sons in a way where he doesn't display some of those quote-unquote weak behaviors. And I also feel that just as much as men contribute to masculinity or toxic toxic masculinity, women also contribute to it, if not more. Agree. Black Black mothers. On so many different levels, you have women saying, if my man doesn't do this, you know, if he he have an ounce of gay in him or whatever, it literally can be like what you mentioned. Or even just... It really just dumbs to me. It really just dumbs down like the like the the strength and power that are innately within us. You know what I'm saying? And I think it definitely stimulates from slavery. It definitely has something to do with single parents raising men. But then I also feel that like you know even as an adult, like I have friends who have some toxic masculinity issues. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, I don't address it because you know. We're all adults, so as long as it's not, you know, contributes to myself. But obviously, if I do see it, I would approach it in a way where it can be like, hey, let's talk about it. But I have, you know, I have so many people, I have a, I have enough people in my life that I feel that really aids to this toxic masculinity issue. And it's just like, it's just like, wow, I actually, it makes me, it's like, damn, I really looked at you way better than I did. You know, like, mm-hmm. but now that this happened, it's just like, ugh. you know, but it's like, it's, it's, I guess it's just, I don't want to say it's learned, like bad learned behavior or I don't know what it is. It's taught. It's taught and it's something that's ingrained. I mean, my brother is a prime example. Love him to death. But I mean, he was taught to be toxically masculine. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to do any sort of housework when we were growing up. He didn't learn how to do laundry. He doesn't know how to clean a bathroom. Wow. He probably can cook eggs and that's it. Mm. I mean, he might be able to do more now, but like that baby didn't know how to make himself a meal. I mean, just stuff like that didn't know how to sweep the floor. I mean, because he didn't have to do that. All he had to do is take out the trash. Take out the trash and kind of mowed the lawn but my granddad did that so really he didn't do anything and it's like you're crippling not only are you crippling them from like taking care of themselves you're crippling them emotionally to the point where like they don't even know 
what a man for real is supposed to be. And so they're not able to provide what they need to in a relationship. Like if Ben required me, I won't even say required. If he needed me to do all of those things for him, we would not be together, mm-hmm. period. And I mean, there are women that want to take care of a man. Very true. But if you want to be in a healthy 50-50 or 100-100 relationship where both parties are giving equally, you can't be with a man like that, period. Like, I would never date my brother. He fine. Like, he tall, he fine, he got good hair, nice teeth, all of that. (laughs) But I would never date a a nigga like my brother. But, like, how does that... Like, does this cause him to look at other men who may do these things, like clean up in a week or way, without like giving us information? So you know? yeah, I don't know. I I would say no to that. I uh-huh. think he is a little bit of a unicorn in that regard because okay. he does cry. Mm-hmm. Like he's not that type of mm-hmm. man where it's like, oh, I can't cry. I can't like yeah. he's actually very, I say soft, but mm-hmm. just in that way. Um, but. Yeah, so I don't think he's that type of man. But, I mean, there are some men that are like that. I just, he's not that type of guy that mm. looks down. Like, he'll cry if he's happy or sad or, you know, like he yeah. cried at my graduation dinner. Like, he's he definitely shows emotion, I think, because he has two sisters maybe. I don't mm. know. Mm. But, um, yeah, the whole he can't, like, it, and, and I think that once he has kids, it's more likely for him to perpetuate perpetuate all of the things he was taught yeah. versus I mean, actually b- teaching and like creating a well-rounded man. I mean, unless he gets a reflective state and he, you know, and he like, cause we all have to go through, I mean, we have to go through that right. with going to therapy because, you know, we bring some of the stuff that was bestowed on us from childhood into our relationships now. So, I mean, I think, I think overall it's like, you have to do the work. Like, how are you contributing to this? Because, you know, Yes, we are talking about, you know, we can focus on straight black ma- black men, but then there's a whole nother different demographic like black gay men that just mm-hmm. get torn up and down through shit to shreds because of them not being masculine. So, but I I think that that's um that's the point of the show is to talk sure. about I mean, there are things that are feminine, right? Mm-hmm. There are characteristics that a are feminine. feminine yeah. But I think that's the point of the show is to talk about the fact that just because one man does things differently than the next doesn't mean that he's less of a man mm-hmm. than that other man. You mm-hmm. know, like, um, I know Carl was saying that her brother actually does show emotion and things like that but there are men that don't show emotion and they'll think that another man that does show emotion is weak mm-hmm. because you know yeah he's in tune with who he is as a person and is allowing himself to health health healthy healthily yeah healthily <laughs> release you know what yeah. i'm saying like yeah and so i think that's the point of the show i think that with homosexuality and the black man Mm -hmm. that i mean that's a whole we still haven't done that show but that's a whole nother thing within itself but still i think that sometimes just saying like oh he's gay so he's not masculine 
is a thing. Like mm-hmm. that is something that people mm-hmm. believe, or, or you mm-hmm. know, they'll say like he's weaker than because he's gay or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what does that have to do with masculinity? Right. Right. Like, or or the flip side of it would be he's real masculine, so he's not gay. Right. Mm-hmm. Which can be a major problem. Mm-hmm. Um, when within I, itself. When but, I. Go no, no, you can go. Sorry. When I've been to, um, like, gay uh, bars or whatever, and, like, you walk in and I've heard people say, like, I ain't think he would be gay because he looked like X, Y, and Z. Well, what does it look like? You know what I'm saying? Like, because he's tall and muscular and he looks like a manly man, that means he's not gay. Hmm. Is what basically they're saying is yeah. that you know they don't look like they gay because they are masculine. Hmm. I think also we have to consider like just upbringing as well. Like we, I mean, like the African American household, like we do not allow, allow our kids to be kids. Like I don't think so. I haven't seen it growing up. I mean. It's like just being kids, like kids express themselves, you know, mm-hmm. I can probably let you know that probably by the age of, I would say six or seven people were telling me how I should behave. And it's think, even before that. It's, I think it's, it's, it's from a toddler. From what I can remember. Oh yeah. You know, from what I can remember. Yeah. And thank God me being who I am, I was like fuck what you gotta say if i want to cry like mama where you at i'm crying Mm -hmm. but i can say that like i still remember you know some of my cousins saying don't act like this cousin because he's gay Mm -hmm. like don't act like him and that stuck with me till this day was it about like things that he were doing his behaviors like if he because he 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 was he wasn't the most quote-unquote masculine person in the family Mm -hmm. but that person who wasn't the most masculine person in the family was the same person who fought for me on the playground so Mm -hmm. you understand what i'm saying it was just like a like why would you say that like i as a kid i would i would literally in my mind i would be like why are you telling me this yeah. And you I, have to be mindful of that, which I'm, I think you have to be mindful of that, which is why I'm glad you made that point a few episodes back. Like, I'm not my brother's parent. And there's certain things that I'm just not going to touch because I know, you're, you know, your dad, you know his parent. And I feel like we, we don't recognize that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You think you can just go talk to a kid any type of way. Like, when we're kids, we're absorbing everything. everything. Like, we're absorbing everything. So why would you tell that? Why would you say that to somebody else's child? To somebody else's child. <laughs> uh, another thing, kind of switching gears. Um, I know we're in the the youth conversation, but the whole like no homo thing. Like yeah, that's dumb. Like let me get your number, no homo. Like, bruh. Like, oh, like men, men that do. Yeah, like men that do that. And and I can be completely honest and say I have at some point in a relationship perpetuated toxic masculinity by Mm -hmm. either saying like oh that's gay or like if you do this like no i'm not fooling it with the whole like molly thing whenever she dated the guy that had had sex with a guy before Mm -hmm. me and ben had a conversation about it and i was like i don't know if i would be able to date you after that that would make me uncomfortable and that is perpetuating toxic toxic 
can't even talk. Toxic masculinity. Is it? Is I it? think so, a little I bit. I think it's questionable, honestly. Yeah? Cause well, it's, you know. Yeah. I don't know. That might be yeah. a different topic, but I have, we can, we I have said certain it, things. Not just today. Yeah, yeah, not today. But we have talked about certain things, yeah. and I have, I have said, if you did this, like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not, I mean... I'm not the whole if my man get a pedicure or manicure thing. I, right. I actually like really nice nails. I don't see a problem with that. I think it's sexy, actually. Exactly. Um, I just think dirty that you, under nails is so dead. I currently have dirty under nails. But right um, <laughs> but yeah, I I think I that whole like no homo thing and like oh I can't like I can't Facetime. <laughs> like Ben does this. He when he FaceTimes like a guy, he, he put like the phone down. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. why? Like oh, what is that? Guys can't FaceTime yeah, each like other? they can't really FaceTime each other or like they can't FaceTime in certain while they're sitting or laying in certain positions. Okay, I get that. Mm. But see, that's it's just weird. Because certain not, certain like certain in, in certain like in regards to that, like certain like positions or how you holding the phone, it just looks too soft. So you don't look at yourself. And that's what too I'm soft. saying. <laughs> masculine. That's it? toxic I mean, masculinity. Just because you laying down, you might be tired. No, you not talk soft. To your nigga. But here, not soft as in oh, that's like Gay. not masculine. But like I look too weak right now. Let me just like you just kind of want to you want to see yourself the way you want how you perceive yourself. I don't think it's that deep, but it can be. If you look at it that much, it can be that deep. But, but no, it's I just so think it's not funny. the same. It's so not the same for women, though. Like, here's the thing. And I don't know how right or wrong this is, but we're probably still going to keep doing it. So it really doesn't matter what other people think. <laughs> but my best friend, who's a female, like, she'll comment on my pictures or I'll comment on her pictures and she'll just be like, yes. And she'll do a whole bunch of like mm-hmm. um, hard eyes and you know she'll be like oh you so fine or whatever and then she'll put homo so what and then I respond and I say homo so what because it's like why can't your friend give you a compliment and it not be perceived as gay so like we started doing that because when we were in college and we would compliment each other one of the, this guy that we talked to he was like y'all homo because y'all always telling each other how fine oh the other gosh. one is or whatever and it's like nah this is my homie what I can tell her that she looks good. So we started hashtagging homo so what? Because like, I don't care that you think that it's homosexual for me to give my friend a compliment. But it's not the same for men. Men cannot give... Each other compliments. Especially when I say, oh, you fine. Like, you so fine. Oh, fine is out. You so but fine, why, friend. You can't say, why, 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 why dudes can't say, bro, I love you? I'm just saying. Now, you, the bro, you, don't I love put, you don't have to put it on Instagram, but I'm just saying, like, a lot of men won't tell their homeboys that they love them. How many times, Carl, here's the do thing, you it's as because, a woman tell your the, female friends that you love them? Oh, all here's the Here's the thing. Exactly. It's because, because to women... That that I think that's where I feel like is it like just it's to them. women or no, is it no, their no, no, own no. insecurity? It is their own insecurities. One, but right after it, right after that is how women, how a woman would perceive this, because you have to understand the way men think, the way men move. A lot of it has to do with their interactions with women, physically, mentally, emotionally, all that, and. Not saying that y'all can come in and save the day and make it better for us, mm-hmm. but I also feel that being mindful of your contributions to toxic 
uh, masculinity is everything also because y'all like think of how many think of how much the strip club run black culture why is that because of the power of the p (laughs) there's power is movement seriously this movement y'all have going on with men uh, like like we we tired of making excuses for y'all. I really do feel like men, black men, are about to get on their shit eventually. It may not be, it may not be now, it may not be now, but I feel like at least black men will get a clue. I don't know about the rest of the motherfuckers, mm-hmm. but, but at women, least black men. There's always gonna be no, a no, no, black no. I'm not putting it on y'all. Okay, that's not even what I'm about to say. Okay. <laughs> there is yeah, always say, Lord, gonna I'm be. Not, I'm not putting it on y'all. There is always gonna be a black woman who still continues continues to perpetuate toxic masculinity. I know, and, but... And who will continue to demand that her man exhibit those qualities. Like, she wants a future. Like, the rapper. She mm-hmm. wants that. Like, that is the definition of masculinity to her. For somebody to call her to be word and be like, I'm good, love, and joy. Like, that's what mm-hmm. she wants because that's what she feels is masculine. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we have to, like, the entire narrative has to be flipped. Like, we can't, both sides, we can't associate, not just men, but women. We also. can't associate masculinity, masculinity and femininity to uh, sexuality. You just can't do that. Because I know of some very yeah. masculine females. It, you can't Same. just do that. Like, you, I feel like whenever you begin to, like, blend the two, that's when you get yourself fucked up because. Keep on looking at that masculine man and thinking that he's not gay. Or keep on looking at that the most feminine woman and thinking that she don't get down with the get down. Like that, you're setting yourself up for a trap. Especially nowadays, because the new kids, they sexually fluid. Yeah, they're and give zero fucks. They really are. So if you continue to look at masculinity and like compare it or combine it with sexuality, like you literally setting yourself up and then you're gonna be raising kids to be just like you. And then, you know, it's just, it's going to be an on and on cycle. So I think what we all have to do is like separate the two. So that's the next and which will be the last question. What do we do to change the narrative? Like what is the paradigm shift or what are some things that you have done or will do to change, you know, the thought of toxic masculinity and making sure that men can be comfortable just being a human being? For me, it's definitely, I mean, I think I've already processed like masculinity and femininity and not compared to sexuality. But for me personally, what I do, like I really try my hardest. Um, Actually, I am in the process of getting to a point where I am, you know, combating some of those situations front on, like handling it right when it happened, especially because I'm around people that I'm never around. I don't want to say I'm never around, but... I'm mostly around people that I care about and that care about me. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity is there. It's just a matter of if I, if I want to deal with it or not. But really just, you know, taking on those situations right when it happens, right then and there, because it's really not that deep. Like, we make it way deeper than what it is. Like, sexuality is a spectrum. Masculinity and femininity is just a behavior. Like, you know... Like you gonna be that because that's it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sexuality, it's it. You can. It's not you on either side of the fence. It's like one day you may feel this way, the next day you may feel that way. You you never know. To some people, 
Um, but uh, other than that, like with my brothers, my black, my black male friends, dude, I'm sharing all the love. Especially if you have a solid friend, I'm sharing the love. I'm definitely telling you I love you. I'm definitely showing up for you in in you know in multiple ways. Um, and really just having those conversations, uh, asking you, like, hey, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. Like, asking a black male, how do you feel? And making him explain himself. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's 2019. It. It's 2018 and black men are still unable to express themselves verbally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that is hard. If I can't verbalize how I feel, then how am I truly working on this right but yet you're getting married and you're attracted and you're developing plans and you're you are allowing this person to lead you based off how masculine he is not how much he know himself and that's that's where you get your life all the way fucked up yeah and your family's life Mm. so you know i don't i think the most that i can do i would say in the next not like tomorrow, but like in the next five years, is to raise my son whenever I have him. I am not pregnant. To raise, <laughs> disclaimer, to raise my son as a man who is a whole man, but does not subscribe to, and Ben is not, uh, does not subscribe to to- toxic mas. I can't even say it. Masculinity? Today. Toxic masculinity outside of those little stupid like you know FaceTime things he's not that's not the type of guy I mean he has friends that are gay that are close friends he has gone to gay clubs with his close friends to be supportive um he is very much so secure in who he is who he is as a man and so I would I think the best thing I can do is to raise my son to be able to be a whole person to be able to express himself and however he feels but also be masculine I think that that's, you know, that's my contribution to society. As of right now, I mean, I try not to say that things are gay if people are emotional. I actually like emotional men. I think it is, I mean, dating one is a bit much, but I do think I I like that. I don't see that as a negative. And so um, just continuing to not retweet that crap. And, um, I mean, that's the only thing I can do besides raising my kids the right way. Um, I think that what I do is self-reflect. And I've realized the way I have contributed to toxic masculinity when it comes to family members or people I've dated. And in return... When I'm in relationships, I try to um, make the man that I'm with feel comfortable just being who they are, Mm -hmm. you know, and not feeling like they have to be so manly um, with me and Mm -hmm. that that it's a safe space. Like, you can be emotional. You can open up. You can show emotion outside of just anger. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... The other thing is when I work with kids, same thing. And I think that I've learned to, like Justin said, not look at either one, masculinity or femininity, in relation to sexuality. Like, Mm -hmm. 
I think that there has to be a separation between the two. Yeah. So that is it. This was a really interesting conversation. It was a good episode. We did a good job. We didn't talk too, too long. You think so? Yeah, we got right to the You think so? Hey, what's up, crew? This is Justin. And as some of you may know, I've spent about four years in dermatology cells. So fostering a healthy skincare regimen is everything to my youthful look. Along with Mish and Cara, I have also been using BioClarity, which is a super clean and gentle skincare line that helps me get natural glowing skin. And yes, men has natural glowing skin. One thing that I personally love about BioClarity is the moisturizer. After a clean shave, I follow the simple three steps. And yo, the moisturizing smoothie literally has my skin feeling like roomy and sir. The essentials routines for normal or dry skin are three easy steps. Cleanse, restore, and hydrate. BioClarity contains hydrating plant extracts like chamomile, green tea, cucumber, licorice root, argan, olive, and shea plus Floralux from Chlorophyll. BioClarity is hydrating, but yet lightweight, so it's great for spring and summertime, and it also helps minimize redness, reduce pore size, and even out your skin tone. BioClarity is delivered straight to you and is an easy-to-use three-step skincare routine that is 100% vegan plus gluten and cruelty-free. Get started on healthier habits with your skincare. Just go to BioClarity.com. Our listeners will get their first month for 50% off a routine, plus shipping is free. And it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. But you need to enter our code LOV3. That's BioClarity.com and enter our code LOV3. Love, y'all. We don't have no millennial moment, how do we? I'm just going to read this. I don't know if we read this already about the girl that liked the travel episode. Did we read that one? No, we did not. Okay, y'all. Um, I don't remember her name, but she. this is her, I think, the second time she has written into us. We're going to call her... Gladys. Gladys. Gladys says, hey, y'all, that travel episode y'all did was my favorite episode thus far. Y'all gave so many great tips that I will definitely be using. I even sent the episode to a few of my friends and family members I hope to travel with. I've only been out of the country once, and it was only to Mexico. Mexico has done fun, actually. It really is. But y'all made me want to get out of here. Wait. Y'all made me want to get out here, out here, LOL. (laughs) I told my friends all the money we spend on drinking and bundles. Let's start traveling. (laughs) It can be affordable once it's a priority. Love y'all. Thanks again. Absolutely. Listen, drinking and bundles is at least $500. That's it. At least $500 in my head. If you cut out two brunches a month, bruh. You, you can go on a trip. On a yeah, whole trip. Yeah. Drinks, Hell yeah. Where your natural hair. <laughs> drinks and bundles can definitely get you to Cancun on spirit with a good you resort. Can, you can go to even more than Cancun on bundle, bundles high. You can go to what? <laughs> bundles <laughs> high. I absolutely do not. I am not an advocate for spirit. I'm not either, but some people but don't have, mind it. Yeah, if you have to. Listen, I, I flew spirit. I flew spirit to go to Cancun. I flew. <laughs> you flew. They flew, flew you out. out. They flew me out. Spirit. I flew spirit going to Cancun for. It was a two and a half hour flight. It wasn't bad, it but it's not for good. me. It just, it was just wasn't not for good. me. It wasn't yeah. good. It wasn't bad, but it just wasn't good. Let me tell you, that two and a half hours was just like right on time, nigga. Mm-hmm. 
anyways, thanks for writing in. We definitely like to share our best life practices. And traveling is one of them. Traveling is definitely one of them. Get pre-check. And putting out that toxic masculinity. Hug your sons. Hug your little male cousins. Ask them how they feel. Let them cry. L- give them time to explain themselves because it's going to take a minute. <laughs> so, go you on and open up the solitaire app. <laughs> Baby, you got to stop this crying. I, I used to love, I used to laugh when One kids be two. crying. Cry, the cry talk is funny. I just don't know. <laughs> just cry. Just cry. <laughs> the cry you you got to cry for funny. five minutes. But you cannot cry and talk at the same time. It's so time. funny, though. I cannot stand that. I can't listen to it. It's so funny. Well, can you we better get a, ready because I'm going to be crying my butt off saying them vows. Can we have an episode? So go on and get ready. <laughs> but I feel like you're going to stop because you want him to actually hear I'm absolutely the not going to. Why not? He has I'm, to hear the words. Because I'm going to cry the whole time. That's but you're what y'all vowing understand. to him. Right. You're going to have to pronounce. And he knows me. Enunciate. You can cry whenever he's talking, whenever he's vowing to you, but you vowing to You're him. You're not going to tell me how to <laughs> how to show my emotion on my wedding day. I'm going to be like, cards. <laughs> that's crying. why ain't nobody recording my wedding. The, Look, the, I'm going to record. Listen, Millennial Love Family, I'm getting them footage no, for y'all. You're <laughs> just, no, you're not. Just tweet me. <laughs> I got you. I got y'all. Oh, can we do? Can we have an episode on like other people's kids? Okay. That episode go. Well, we don't like them. What? What? What can I cannot do with your badass kids? What you should and should not do with your badass kids? I don't know because we're not parents. People might feel some type of way. Uh, Listen, this this show is about our life and our (laughs) perspective. If they can't, if they can't deal with it, be. They just can't. That's true. I just left somebody's house and I literally had to school their little kid. <laughs> you gonna say excuse me while I'm talking? I like to grab kids real hard. Just a hard <laughs> grab. You ever nah, did a hard touch, grab? I don't touch people's kids. <laughs> I be doing hard grab. You be grabbing these folks' kids? Come on over here. I had them with <laughs> yeah. the hard grab. I, mean, no, look at me. I, don't, I don't like touch people's kids unwarranted. But if you hear me, I'm, I'm going to hit, hit you your back. ass back. <laughs> you see, we have to talk about that. Because other people, they be sensitive about their kids. Yeah. Like, I don't know you why. You can tolerate that behavior, but I can't. come over there with them heavy hands and just slap you. Nigga, I just left a kid house and the kid was sick. The kid go come talk to me and literally <laughs> cough in my face. Uh-uh. Kids don't I, get what tell, When I tell y'all, like, my my reaction was literally to shove that little bitch. <laughs> like, get your ass away from me. Should have hit him with the hard grab. That's what I be doing. Listen. <laughs> on both of their shoulders. And look, and look. You got to grab the shoulders hard. Because they ain't going to bruise on their shoulders. Not to you got to grab kid it hard. A, not to call the little kid a little B, but I absolutely <laughs> but love this kid. But to their parents. That's and what then, I be wanting to know. Like, are you going to run back and tell your mama, she touched me uh uh-uh. uh but if you hit me I'm gonna say your kid hit me first cause I tried to do the right thing when I first got there the, the kid literally tried me the whole night until I, until I started punching him in his stomach cause mm. then I realized that the mama wasn't doing anything so I would like tag him now that's the dead part <laughs> you see your kid over here acting up and you're not gonna do nothing cause you, I think as a parent you become numb to your own kids you behavior. really do you, be, you, you really don't realize be how them. like off that is but anyways 
This is the end of the show. <laughs> I don't have a word of the day because my phone is dead. So Yay. word of the day is... Be prepared. <laughs> Be prepared. Bye. Bye. Bye.